0: Welcome to the Self-Evident Podcast. You got Mike. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching no, you. Mommy's bugging, bugging me. You. Mommy's bugging me. And you got Massey. <laughs>
1: that,
0: Welcome. Dude. Come on. Look at that. Right here. Bam. Boom. Self-evidence. That's us. We is the Self-Evident Podcast. Thank you so <laughs> much for tuning in Monday morning. Ah, <laughs> uh, You will get this at 10 a.m., <laughs> We're doing this oh, we're, early yeah. in the morning. Yeah, it, the it the happens. sun has barely risen and we and are coffee here. Coffee has
1: barely touched yeah, our lips.
0: We, we are slaving away exhausted for you. Exhausted. I almost is sounded us. like
1: sausage. Exhausted. <laughs> Exha- sausage. <laughs> exhausted sausage. That'd be a great band name. The Exhausted Sausage. The Exhausted Sausage. Actually, that would be a really good restaurant <laughs> name. The Exhausted Sausage. Actually, that would. I Wouldn't could it? see because that. Because you're coming in the morning. That would be a great, Y'all, great if breakfast If you do joint. this.
0: Royalties. Royalties. Paid to the care of self-evident podcast. Ah, oh, welcome guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Where did that go? I don't know, Anyway, I love it. Now all of a sudden somebody's going to be putting in
1: a, uh, a trademark, trademark, exhausted sausage.
0: <laughs> should do a t-shirt, <laughs> just a random just t-shirt, just
1: exhausted sausage. People be like, what am I buying? Don't worry about it. Don't worry, don't worry about just,
0: it. I picture it like a sausage looking really tired next to a cup of coffee. Who's all alive. Call it <laughs> so- exhausted sausage. Anyways, this is what happens, guys. Uh, go to truth.com. Do not forget to get yourself some merch. We got new t-shirts. But- we got amazing hats. We've got journals that uh, you can request those. We're g- we got to get those up on the
1: website, too. And share this thing. Yeah. Would you? Would you? No. Do it. Do it. As a matter of fact... You supporting us by commenting gets the algorithm. Yeah, Like, what does it hurt you to hit the like button? Or to say, hey, "Hey," or "Uh, I like the show or I can't stand you flipping people. You religious zealots, bigots and haters. Cool. We'll take it. We love that stuff because we know that you're also a religious hater and a bigot. (laughs) But that's okay, because like you won't ever see yourself that way. But you accuse me of it. And you hate religion, and what I believe, so you also are a bigot. Oh, we can be make. bigots together. Yeah, How about a big bigot it, party? A, a big big bigot family. That's right. We can meet at the Exhausted Sausage and just <laughs> bigot, be big, we, bigot. We can bigot it out. We can we can bigot together. Yeah, <laughs> we can bigot at the Exhausted Sausage. Binge it, <laughs> binge and bigots. It's actually a thing on the menu. <laughs> the binge and bigot. The bigot biscuit. <laughs> oh <laughs> this, is, this is like derailed right now i'm actually almost thinking about let's restart He's this stupid thing. Right <laughs> the bigot biscuit
0: i can't help but imagine it's like some dude this is good the big, bigot, bigot biscuit too <laughs> <laughs>
1: like one of the worst waffle houses <laughs> like just worse looking on the oh, outside oh, oh. places
0: falling apart
1: <laughs> featuring our live liberated coffee featuring our yeah, I, just, oh, I was saying man. oh man I was close to like let's just restart <laughs> <laughs> I hope
0: you guys enjoy this man Oh man <laughs> cuz I sure do I don't I enjoy this this is fun So game on easy you ready to set the timer? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> he wasn't. Totally was No, I I had it open phone on my out. phone. <laughs> I had to unlock my phone first, though. Oh, good for you. Keep your phone locked. Don't let the government get into your phone. You see
1: how trippy that was on the screen? Huh? His buttons. Brrr, all, like, LEDs, yeah.
0: baby. The, the right yeah. light refresh rate or whatever get him a turntable (laughs) so he can sit there and just look like he's actually i was gonna say he's got the look for him for (laughs) sure he's got that coat on (laughs) we're we're gonna get flashing strobes and everything and and we'll let you dj like halfway through the podcast
1: i'm done
0: and if you're not watching right now you need to be watching because there's just so much visual
1: to this you just don't understand for those of you watching Sorry, with your eyes <laughs> or with your ears right now,
0: watching with your ears,
1: <laughs> listen with your eyes. Yeah, listen <laughs> <laughs> and watch with your ears. <laughs> those who have the eyes, those that are on SoundCloud and other places yep. who cannot watch this video, we highly encourage you to go to the self evident or go on to the YouTube page of self evident podcast, and then you can watch all this awesomeness go on. <laughs> stupid banter sometimes <laughs> stupid sometimes funny all times great <laughs> no <Huh>? matter
0: what <laughs> <laughs> it's fun y- you got to admit it's yep. interesting Anywho, so we got five all minutes right. man we gotta five get out. Minutes. Come come on. ready come on easy come on. you, you five do minutes. the countdown here we go Are we, gonna, we need on. to have one on the screen three yeah we do two <laughs> we gotta that out. one All right. Slide number one. We're going to Portland. So cities are beginning to refund the police because didn't see that coming. New York, Baltimore and L.A. are now backpedaling their vows to defund the police. Portland is refunding the police by giving an extra five point two million as the city faces
1: the greatest cop shortage in decades. Yeah. And they don't even want to come back, I'm sure. No. Why well, oh. would you want to come back to that climate? Hey, will you come back and we'll underpay
0: you so we can hate you and throw things at First you? Off, and, I sounded
1: really Minnesota on that. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Anywho. When you <laughs> Although <said>
0: Minnesota <laughs> defunded the, the police too. too so. Yeah.
1: But just w- watching this, you're like, <laughs> so Portland. I was like, done. <laughs> <Right>. Next.
0: <laughs> I it's like, self-explanatory. Yeah, I mean, she's,
1: she's quished. <laughs> she's quished. <laughs> He's done probably
0: have a memorial to the Chad's chop zone. Where's the taps when you need it? Portland. Wow. California 2.0. Just haven't annexed yet.
1: California seems still nicer to live than Portland.
0: Yeah. Outside of San Francisco. But
1: but that's that's a smidge of Cali.
0: Yeah. It's basically I do like Santa
1: Monica. I think that's a pretty place. Yes. I've, Not LA. I've, but
0: I feel so sad for the people who live in California. Same. It's like, you have such a beautiful land that's totally... What is it? Oceana or something like that?
1: Isn't that California? Oh, my gosh. Oh, There's some pretty areas out there. And the Dems are ruining it. <laughs> Punks. Mm. Moment somehow some, somehow they became in charge of the mountains and the cliffs. Yeah. Like, And let's throw sand
0: a, a bunch of windmills on all of it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, Problem solved. Yeah, Anyways, ahead. all right, number two. Uh, Christians for transgenders. Slide two. 10,000 Christians signed a petition started by Faithful America, an online community of social justice Christians. This petition was to defend Zoe, 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 Zoe Zephyr, a Montana transgender Democrat, don't sue me for mispronouncing your name, who was banned from the state house floor for breaching decorum. In a debate about a bill that would punish medical professionals for violating the ban on transition procedures on minors, which I want to point this out, Newsweek did not note that. They just said basically punishing people for doing transgender surgeries. Zephyr, right after what happened to six kids at a Christian school, said, if you vote yes on this bill, I hope the next time you bow your heads in prayer, you see the blood on your hands. And the GOP pushed to ban Zephyr for this comment. Right. So let, just
1: just. Uh... Right here, zero win. Right, right here. When is the last time you saw a Christian, gun-loving American, go into a school and shoot it up? Right. That's such a good point. I mean, seriously, a Christian who loves their rights. When's the last time you saw them go into a school or any other place and shoot, or a concealed carry permit holder, something like that? Yes. Yeah. I, I'm. 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 I'm reading this. Going. Listen. There's only 10,000 that signed the petition. This shouldn't even be news out of the millions and the millions and the millions who are Christians. And this is what they try to do. See 10,000 of them are behind us. And it's like, yeah, those 10,000, let me just say this. If you're called a social justice Christian or a conservative Christian, you are putting an adjective in front of the thing you're supposed to be serving. So now your idol has become this above Christian above Jesus. I'm not a conservative Christian. We've never called ourselves that. We've said we're Christians and constitutionalists. Mm-hmm. We believe in philosophy and the phil- the philosophical view of law and the, the spiritual view of law. But to put conservative Christian, social justice Christian, uh, uh, African Christian or white Christian or uh, whatever Christian, you've now put that God that you serve in front of the one who you're supposed to serve. Right. That's what you've done. And it... it, it... The social justice Christian uh, it more aligns
0: with with really Marxism than Christianity at that point, and and I'll I'll even put this forward. How much time we got, bud? Where are we at? Forty seconds. Okay, I'll put this forward. I don't necessarily disagree with the comment of this Zephyr person should not have been banned from the floor. I don't see the comment as being so absolutely outrageous that that should have happened but that's another conversation one more rfk jr agrees with us about another thing thanks for jumping on the ship rfk jr on saturday rfk jr said on cnn i am against people participating in women's sports who are biologically male i think women have worked too hard to develop women's sports over the past 30 years i don't think that's fair democrats heads exploded
1: (laughs) and ours have been what (laughs) (laughs) like <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, do you, bubs? RFK in the house, yeah. He's he's becoming the new darling. I, oh. oh, and there went the buzzer. Ooh. One more statement go for it. RFK Bonus. is uh, like this dark horse coming yeah. in out of nowhere, kind of like a Tulsi Gabbard. I, I don't know if they would fully agree on things, but and no, we're not. This is not an endorsement. No, gosh, we we see truth where truth is. And falsehoods are falses. We call it the false and the right and the, the, whatever. You know, okay, it's not a... So don't clip this up to say, look at them, they're endorsing our of truth. That's not what we're doing, okay? We're saying when truth is there, truth is there. Good for him. Yeah, and and I'm still trying to figure him out. Um, Same. I've, I've heard all sides of the
0: spe- spectrum on this guy. I've heard he's crazy wacko nut job. I've heard he's the real deal. He's, he's someone we got to get behind and... I don't know. I want to know more about him. I want to kind of figure out, okay, what's his line? Where do I agree with him? Where do I not? Where would he stand in terms of what's liberty the angle? versus what's
1: authoritarianism? The, what's yes. the angle here? Where, the where, angle? Where, are we, where are we going together here, bud? Hmm? We got to go somewhere. We're, 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 you're representing the Marcus, And we need, to know, <laughs> we need to know. And that's how you have to pronounce it if you're going we, to represent you're representing a Marcus. And Marcus. you and I need to have breakfast. <laughs> At the Exhausted Sausage sausage. over a Big Bigot Biscuit. (laughs) The Big Bigot Biscuit? Come
0: on, it's getting better. Like like the biscuit's like this big. There's the biggest Biscuit and the Big Bigot Biscuit. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's too good not to do. We have to do this now. Please invest in self-evidence so we can start the Exhausted Sausage. Franchised around the nation. Coming soon.
1: Some of the things we... So a lot of the times we're laughing before we come on the podcast and then all of a sudden it just... But we don't ever think this stuff. It just pops up. So you're welcome. You're 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 getting it as it's coming out of the the fountain. Dude, do you see this vat of coffee? (laughs) This thing is huge. (laughs) I got a big head too. That's why I did that. But man, this thing is like a... I got to use a wheelbarrow to bring her in. And we have but a scrap to spare for Elijah and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't my fault y'all didn't get no coffee. Did you blame me.
0: I actually thought about bringing some. I was like, nah, I've had enough so far. Which blasphemous yeah, words on its own right. But you've been up for like twelve hours yeah, already. Pretty much. I didn't. I. I did not get much sleep last night either. So, I'm, I'm running. Okay, Um, before we get into the main topic, I do want to bring something up. Let's go to slides four and five. Easy. We've got this match and grant going on right now. Mm -mm. Take it away, Mass. Mm -mm.
1: (laughs) You know, we, we need help. And you know it's funny. We're not We don't even. We don't even necessarily like need it. We always need it. It's asking and inviting you to be a part of our family. Partner with us. Join with us. Sow seed with us. I'm talking about spiritual seed, not not finances. Finances help us go do what we do, right? And, and a lot of you have been very faithful. So, when you go to the slide four and five, which I don't know why it's still not on there. He's playing there you with his See, phone. There go. He's playing over there with his phone. Yeah. So. You got something more important to do. My pictures. That, yeah, I I didn't put this together. My friends did, and my wife. So I I Mikey's missing. Carrie's missing. It's all for me. Okay, it's all about me. What are we talking about? The slide. The, the slide. Oh, man. the slide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one playing with my phone over here. What? <laughs> so you want to be a part of it? You, I'm not. I'm not here to convince you any other way except to say, listen, the gospel is being preached souls are being set free we're doing our best to reform society which we believe isaiah talked about the repairs of the breach restorers of peace in the city those kinds of things and now people will say that's impossible jesus coming back there's not going to be peace it's going to be false peace blah blah blah. i believe yes globally that'll happen but i believe two christians should be at peace in their hearts i believe that we can change things one city one house one one person at a time i believe that and and the more we do this to go out there and We got so many projects we want to do. I mean, we want to put the Federalist Papers, like do a whole thing on the Federalist Papers, the Anti-Federal. I mean, we got a thing called 10X10 we want to do where it's about the Ten Commandments and the the Ten Amendments and how um, having the Ten Commandments teaches us how to keep our laws and keep rights and those kinds of things. There's so many things we want to talk about. We got books we're writing. We've actually pretty much finished one of them. Mm Um, th- there's so many other things we're doing, but to have your support keeps us doing it because we'll do it regardless. We that's how we've done it for years. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you knew this. The first three and a half, four years, we didn't really ask for support at all. Um, when we went to go speak, that's what we did is if we sold whatever we saw at the table and whatever they gave us as a fee, that was that it. That was it. Yeah. We didn't we didn't have monthly sponsors, we didn't have none of that. And so, and still in that four years, God somehow provided for us to continue to do what we do and, and do it well um so now we're involving you because it's like hey you've heard all the pitches we're not here to pitch something new to you but if you believe in us and you share this stuff and you really believe in what we're doing we're asking you to help so forget the matching grant thing for a minute just support us right it, i mean it will count but it's like forget that stuff just give a one-time donation go online give a monthly support uh donation get be a part of our torchbearer society which, which i have failed in putting together a torchbearer package <laughs> Say something.
0: And bail bail <laughs> no. me out here.
1: Come
0: on. We are we are still working on the members only section, so um, that will come through. Uh, there's been some hangups that we've been dealing with, but once we get that up and running, you torchbearers will be able to get exclusive content for you. So you're, one of the biggest things that we talk about is we want value for your dollar. We want to be able to provide something back to you when you provide to us. And I know some people say, well, you're a ministry and you shouldn't do that. You should be. I still want to give value to somebody for, for them providing to me. Right. So we want to be able to give back to you. We've, like he said, we've got a lot of projects coming down the pike and we had somebody who came forward and said, look, I want to do a matching grant. And so we've got 7,500 that we want to do a matching grant with. So please. Go to the website, go 15. to self evident truth.com, get it up to fifteen by giving a one time or a monthly donation. And we'll we'll, we'll update you on Friday
1: where we're where we're at right yep. now. And-
0: Help us. <laughs> That's a good look. Help. Help. Help me. <laughs>
1: That's a new profile picture right there. (laughs) First off, my shirt is always crooked. Like, I got to change the angle, man. I got to put the seat up. All
0: right, let's get into it. Thank you so much for bearing with us. Slide number six. Texas is going God. Whoa!
1: I know. It's surprising. Texas advances bill requiring 10 commandments to be deployed in public school class. or displayed here we go (laughs) so I, i learned to read yesterday not long ago
0: texas determined that schools were required to put up any posters donated that read in god we trust so fox reports that the national motto in god we trust asserts our collective trust in a sovereign god this was said by texas republican state senator Brian Hughes, who sponsored the legislation, he wrote on Twitter, I co-authored the bill in 2003 that allowed schools to display the motto. Last year, I authored the In God We Trust Act, which requires a school to display the motto if there is no cost associated with the display. Texas Senate also passed a bill which would allow public and charter schools to adopt a policy to set aside time for prayer and to read religious texts at school. The Senate also passed a bill which would codify the Supreme Court ruling on the right of employees to engage in religious speech or prayer while on duty. And now, Texas is eyeballing the Ten Commandments. A bill put forward in the Senate will now head to the State House. The bill would require schools to display Ten Commandments in every classroom. Any school that doesn't purchase them must put Ten Commandments posters up that have been donated. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick said, I believe that you cannot change the culture of the country until you change the culture of mankind. He added, bringing the Ten Commandments and prayer back to our public schools will enable our students to become better Texans. Here we go.
1: (laughs) Debate. Debate. Ding, ding. (sighs) So, Mike, I, others that we talked to think, obviously, the Ten Commandments in schools is a good thing. It is. It's a good thing. Prayer is a good thing. But no government had the right to take them down from a school anyway. And I'll tell you why. Because what they used was this whole separation of church and state. The federal government, the federal government, just listen to me, the Supreme Court federal government was never meant to involve themselves in the states Mm -hmm. at all. When it says Congress shall make no law, that is talking about the federal Congress. And now we're using force to get this back in. Like if you don't comply, we, we passed a law that you had to put up models of in God we trust it just it, it 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 does reek of we need to force people to do it now yeah. flip side flip side i know some of you are like what i thought you'd be for this i am for it i think every school should participate in it i think every school should do that i think every school should should do it as their choice and i think this the government needs to stay out of that because that's not their that's not their jurisdiction to force it never should have been their jurisdiction to remove it right because it wasn't them that instituted it, you, and, you see what I'm saying. The government never instituted schools to put it. Which name a law? Never said you were going to have ten commandments in the public. So no, they did it by choice. So for them to go in there and say they needed to remove it was a breach of their authority. They had no authority to do that. You see what I'm saying? Right. Because that wasn't and and
0: Massey's absolutely right that the tradition was not an establishment. By a legislative body, and we're going to get into that in a second because there's there's kind of there's a prevailing school of thought, but I think there's an argument to be made, and I'll I'll get into that. But at that point, it was tradition and culture. It wasn't congressional uh, legislation. It wasn't established law that said you must have this, you must have that. I get really itchy. When a legislative body is now putting down laws that they must endorse a single religious tenant or a a specific religious tenant. And I want, I'm I'm with Massey, I want the Ten Commandments in in the schools. Like I think it's very valuable to have this, this moral doctrine put forward. And before you say schools should be secular and and we can't be indoctrinating children, man, it's been happening all along. You can't get around indoctrination. No matter what, you're putting some type of ideology and belief system into kids' heads. Let me ask you this. Why do we not teach other theories of how the world began outside of Big Bang and uh, uh, Darwinism? Why don't we talk about the arguments against evolution? because there's an ideo- ideological standard that's being set and a belief system that's being put forward. Now, what do you see with Marxism, critical race theory, gender ideology, all of that? It is being pushed into schools and legislated into schools. Now, you may say, well, that's not a religion, but I beg to differ. Does Marxism, critical race theory, gender ideology, does it have a, an original sin to it? Absolutely. Does it have a system of of repentance? Yes, yeah, pointing of, out
1: the errors pointing, of said thing, right,
0: and and how to correct those errors. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Does it rely on a worldview and a belief in something that is is not
1: tangible? It's ethereal. It's ethereal. Right. Now, here's the uh, to me the fourth step is: is there a process by where they say if you don't do this, you're not a part of? So in other words, if you don't repent of what you're doing and you white people, let's just go with the 1619 Project, Critical Race Theory, right? If you don't stop and shut your mouth and bow yourself at the feet of this doctrine, you can't be a part of us. Mm -hmm. But yet they blame Christians and say Christians are terrible because it's like you say, if I don't accept Jesus, I go to hell. No, this is what religion is. Now, the religion of science Right. If you don't conform to it, you're obviously stupid. You're uneducated. See? There's always this. If you don't do this, you're this. And it's like I that's religion.
0: Yeah. And I would argue that the and we could argue about the definition of religion, but I would argue that religion has tenets that point you towards a ideal or a utopia. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Or point you away. Right. And and sin, uh immorality going against the tenants will bring you away from that. Ideal or utopia aligning with it will bring you towards communism is a utopian ideal to me. That's a religion because you have to have a belief and a faith that what you're doing in adhering to the communist ideals will get you to that utopia, which it won't. But we, the hard part is, none of the language couches it in religion. So then they can use the argument, well, that's that's not a religion, that's just a, a belief. It's an economic system.
1: Yeah, I think too, like things like paganism aren't talked about much. And and I and, and I want you to uh I want you to hear the definition of pagan, a heathen. Listen, actually says 1828. The shots from the dictionary. <laughs> Listen, heathen. This is from the eighteen twenty eight. Watch this. A Gentile, an idolater, one who worships false gods. The word is originally applied to the inhabitants of a country whose first propagation of the Christian religion adhered to the worship of false gods. So even the worship of self is a religion. Some of you who say you're atheists, your end is we need harmony without anything else except one another. We must accept one another because if we can do that, there's this utopia at the end of it. And if you don't conform to my standard of unity, you're done like you're cast out. Just listen to that. So your gospel's okay. Your gospel and belief of yourself which everyone's standards change, right? There's never a uniform standard. Right? You always have to compromise in order in order to be part more more part of the world. So the worship and the religion of self has also destroyed a lot of our um uh, a lot of our thought processes. And it's become idolatrous. We idolize one another. We idolize something we can't have. We idolize utopia. We idolize unity. We idolize all these things, right? And like Romans 1 talks about, they worship and serve the creature more than the one who created it. They worship and serve the creature, the four-legged or the, four, the four-footed the 4 beast, it says uh, the four-legged beast. And it, we worship and serve more the man than the one who created the man. And you will say, I don't believe he created me, though. That's cool. But in your heart, that natural justice, that right and wrong, that's in every man. I don't care who you are. Natural justice exists in every man, every person. Hence why people clamor for justice. That's exactly right. right. Or someone who feels violated like me <clears throat> when I almost killed myself. Even that person feels justice. That People think that they ended it. No, they feel justice is to get rid of me. That'll bring peace in, to, 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 to everything, my own pain, my own heart. There's always an end to something that we have in our hearts. Where does that come from? Nobody, can, nobody taught you that as a baby. My parents never went and said, you must stop lying now. You cannot do this. Now. In your heart, you were like, dude, I don't know if I should steal that. You know, lying, yeah, it's bad. Now, over time, your conscience will be seared if you're around it all the time, all those other things. But in your heart is a natural, uniform justice. Conscience. There's a conscience. Every one of us has it. You've now dedicated your conscience, you idolaters, you that want to worship self instead of God. You've dedicated now your justice to the enemy. I don't care what you say. You've dedicated your justice to a system that will eventually destroy you. The world will destroy you, and the world will eventually be destroyed. I don't care if you believe that or not. It's, it's, in, it's in Revelation. It's in Daniel. It's in Daniel. We see the destruction of the world coming. We know Jesus is coming back. I know some of you are like, "That's see, that's just fair, fairy tale, fairyland stuff, really." And I'm supposed to believe you, the one that believes that men should be women and women should be men. I'm supposed to believe your fairy tale. Now, there's a God of eternal justice who creates laws. If you even just read all 66 books, you see why he creates law, why he creates order, why he creates justice, why he says to watch out for the oppressed and the widow and the fatherless and let the, the, let the oppressed go free. Read Isaiah 58 about the acceptable fast. The difference between our religions, and I will call yours a religion, you who are atheists, you're a religion, because your utopia is different than mine, right? The difference is I'm not called to shun you out. I'm called to love you through it to the truth of the gospel. I'm not called to shun you and to hate you. I'm not called to cast you out. I'm not called to, you know who I am called to cast out? Those false people who consider themselves Christians and religious uh, Pharisees. If they don't turn, those are the ones we're supposed to remove from ourselves. But you who are in sin, who don't have your consciences illuminated by the gospel, I'm supposed to love you all the way through it, no matter how much you hate me and persecute me. Your religion, on the other hand, says get rid of me. That's the Muslim religion. You (laughs) this is so crazy. I just want you to realize this. Just listen to me for a minute. You who are self-centered in your own ways, what's the difference between you and the Muslim? You don't agree with us? Get rid of them. That's exactly how you think. Am I wrong? Suppress speech, Yeah. yeah. And now we're watching that in real
0: time. This movement to suppress speech through legislation, crushing. Marxism, gender ideology, all of that, (laughs) crushing people through legislation. And one of the things that I wanted to get to was what has because this is the argument that that conservatives will make. And I think we need to we need to deal with this because he and I would not be giving you uh, a fair shake if we didn't give you accurate information.
1: And I'm sorry I went off on that tangent, but no, you're good. It's all good
0: this mikey so the the northwest ordinance it says in article 3 religion morality and knowledge being necessary to good government and the happiness of mankind schools and the means of education shall ever for be encouraged can't get around that now this was written to handle the west expansion mind you slavery was done away with in the northwest expansion yep. And explicitly states that schools and education should encourage religion and morality. There's state constitutions that draw from this and use it in their own constitutions. Yep. This was written in, what, 1787. Yep. That was before the Bill of Rights was written. That's where that caveat is. OK, we as conservatives, we have to recognize that was written before the Bill of Rights. So we can't say that that overwhelms the First Amendment. We still use that as a piece of information. OK, what's the heart and the spirit of the American situation? Right. Yeah, there are organic laws of our land. That's yes, what, that's what. the And, and we <clears throat> use those organic laws to help yeah. uh, uh, illuminate. But I want people to be aware that was written before the Bill of Rights. Now, in 1777, Congress determined that a lack of Bibles was such a need that they were going to step in. Why? Because before the Revolutionary War, England demanded to put a seal on any Bibles printed, which, of course, that seal was only given if a special license was issued. Do you notice the legislation of religion that you want to talk about separation of church and state? Let's talk about that. That's what they meant by this, by the way. Exactly. and however bibles written in english were only from england but all other languages could be printed in the colonies isn't that funny the control of religion by the state by by the head which wanted to be the religious authority that's one of those things about this whole separation of church and state thing one of the things they were really trying to get away from was a religious authority in the state which could use legislative powers to determine religious practice and expression. So in 1777, Congress determined that lack of Bibles was a need. So what did they do? They agreed and announced that they would have a Bible printed under their care. Now, this was actually used in a court argument in 1854, when a group claimed the government was violating separation of church and state by allowing government-sponsored religious activities. 1781— Congress chose to send chaplains to inspect a Bible being written called the Atkins Bible. When it was approved, they resolved that the United States and Congress assembled highly approve the pious and laudable undertaking of Mr. Atkin as a subservient to the interest of religion, as well as an instance of the progress of arts in this country and being satisfied from the above report of his care and accuracy in the execution of the work. They recommend this edition of the Bible to the inhabitants of the United States, hereby authorize him to publish his recommendation in the manner he shall think proper.
1: I mean, I think what's unique about that, too, is to say in 1781, they went to go scope out this dude writing a the Bible. Less than 100 years later, you started to see the infiltration of this stuff. Yep. And we'll get into that history, too. I think we need to do that, yep. like what started happening and breaking down. But in 1854, they come back and say, oh, wait a second, that separation of church and state is like, So the last 70, 80 years of this, they were ignorant to what they wrote. The founders were just stupid men who didn't understand what they themselves even wrote. And people say that about the Bible now. The Bible's antiquated old. You're telling me that these guys didn't know what they were writing? I love the, it was just written by illiterate shepherds. Illiterate. Read the book of Acts. Right. People had taken knowledge that they had been with Jesus because of the miracles they did. Call them ignorant shepherd men. Call them that. Call them stupid, unlearned, and ignorant is what the people called them. They, they, they perceived they were unlearned and ignorant men, but they knew that they'd been with Jesus. Doesn't matter if you're unlearned or ignorant. That doesn't matter. Was, that shows what the power of God can do in a man. I was going to say,
0: that argues the proof of Christ and everything Absolutely. he did. <laughs> I mean, to, to create such an impactful Series of documents, a a book, to create something so impactful that it changes the course of the
1: world in such a powerful way, and to just say, "Well, it was a bunch of you know stupid hicks." Yeah, yeah. and what's funny about the scriptures, it's not controversial. The, the the people say it's the most controversial book in the world. It's actually not controversial in its own right. Darkness hates the light. That's the only reason it's controversial. It's because you don't want to obey it. You don't love the ten. You don't want the Ten Commandments in your life. You don't. You want to lie. You want to kill by hating your neighbor. You want to steal. It's okay for you to do those things and to keep uh, uh, diminishing your own conscience. It's okay for you to do those things. It's okay to push the line. You know what? That kind of doctrine's been creeping into Christianity for a long time. Churches, other things. We just keep kind of pushing that line backwards and backwards and backwards, and just keeps going. You know what I mean? Like take Christianity now from hundred years ago with all of its problems back then too, legalism or whatever you're seeing now where it's like legalism is now um, it's legalistic. It's legalistic now to have the lights and the big screen and the <laughs> but back. Then it was like, no, we need these things because we want Christianity of a box. Now it's in the box for having that. Now we're saying when we put time limits on God, it's a box. Now, like we're, we're boxed in. But then now that'll be, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's just too much. We're we're seeing too many false converts happen eventually. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. We're always going to do this where it's like, you know why? Because Christianity is not one silver bullet. You know what the only silver bullet is in Christianity? Jesus Christ. Thank you. And if your church needs to go on for four hours, praise the Lord. If your church has set times for the Holy Spirit to move, praise God. Okay, order is, is, is right in the church. God, mm-hmm. you remember what you talked about the other day?
0: Oh, on the phone last
1: night? I think we'll save that for another podcast. But this, this whole idea, the whole idea of what, what happens in the mind of an atheist or the mind of a Christian, they're all similar, actually. Not oh, yeah. the doctrines. But they're similar in their thought is, what can I do? Oh, this is crazy. What can I do for me? The the, the 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 Christian who doesn't adhere to the things of God and to the atheist. What can I do for me? What's plausible for me? God wants my happiness. God wants my... Atheist is saying, I just want to be happy. I'm going to right. go after what makes me happy. And I would argue the atheist is in a bit more of a genuine position because they it, they don't it is about them. Yeah, they don't cloak themselves no. in a religious garb. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like more... You know what? It, in a real sense... More power to you. At least you're being genuine and consistent with yourself. I think it yeah. really gets hairy when when the Christian, who it's not supposed to be about you, and I was thinking about this a lot this weekend, of what does it mean to glorify God? It's not about me. How do I get it to where it's not about me and Lord? It really is about glorifying you, right? Worship, praise, all of that. Are we actually glorifying you and removing ourselves, Or are we going, oh. this is about me, and hey,
1: you're cool too, Lord. And the transgender movement and the gay movements and all these other things, the atheist move you're trying to create converts. That's what makes it a religion. Yeah. You're trying to create Ooh, converts. You're, you're going out there and making proselytes of yourselves. That's what you're doing, right? And you're saying that you need to believe me because this is just how it is. This is how I am. I was born this way. Science says it. Well, our Bible says, no, that is sinful. You're going against God's design, and it's wrong. And I love you that you're a transgender or, or person like that. I love that you're a human and that you have a soul and you need Jesus Christ and you need to repent of your sin just like everyone else does, right? You were born that way, well, guess what? I was born altogether in sin too. I was a lustful pig and and God changed my heart. He changed everything about my desires. And of course I struggle with things, but God removes even those things. He didn't remove the temptation from me. He gave me the strength to overcome the temptation. Amen. And you are walking contrary to the things of God and you know in your heart What you're doing is trying to find freedom. That's why you're choosing these things. But your freedom is changing your entire anatomy? Listen to what you're saying. I need to change my entire identity to be free. And Christ offers you his identity to be free. Christ offers himself as a resurrected savior to change everything about you, to make you from a Saul to a Paul. And you don't want that. You don't want that simple conversion of heart to obey the Christ of heaven. You want to change your entire identity from a male to a female. And all you want to do is dominate people around you. That's what you want to do. I don't want to dominate you, dude. I don't, I'm don't. i no better than you. God saved this wretched man. He totally did. That song, Amazing Grace, was written for me. He saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. And sometimes I can't see clearly, but I see. And I see where he's taking us. And you who are of the transgender movement and all these other things, you totally, 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 totally are looking for exactly what Christ offers. You're just doing it your way, and you're destroying yourself in the process. And that's, that is a
0: number one agenda of Satan, is to create a, an illusion of what God does, but twist it, hollow it out, pervert it, right? Because Satan can't create on his own. He imitates. And it always leads to destruction. And isn't it funny? People are being led down the path of you have to change. You have to mutilate everything about you in order to fit this identity narrative. Why is it you have to do so much destruction to yourself in order to bring out the real you? That right there should be a very (laughs) strong sign that maybe this isn't the pathway to go. That that's akin to somebody saying, I just, I, I feel like I'm a one-armed person, but I have two arms. I really just feel like I'm a one-armed person. All of us would raise our hand and go, uh, maybe we need to fix something. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, just maybe. maybe, but no, the, the position we're at now is, oh, you feel like a one-armed person. Well, I have this knife. So just Throw your arm on the table, and, and let's turn you into a one-armed person. There is something so dramatically satanic about that. Destroy yourself in pursuit of this identity of you. Wow. that's a real issue, and I, I know we're getting off topic, but I, I think this is something that that's we good. really have to deal with, no, especially no, right. in the Christian community. We, we go back to that <clears throat> whole petition about supporting... Do you understand? You're leading people towards destruction of their own self.
1: That's right. Nailed it.
0: I have a hard time with that.
1: <laughs> right, destruction of self. When Christ says, "Deny yourself," which totally means you're, different. Yeah, you're, you're completely. You're set your affection on things above Colossians, right? My whole self is is done away with. My old ways of thinking. I mean, He doesn't get rid of my 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 um my personality. I'm still massy. I was always happy-go-lucky, and I love mornings. I do. I genuinely love mornings. Uh, I love getting up and being around people. I mean, I've always kind of had that gift Just, just of, of, of just being alive. I love being alive. For me, my wife and I are completely opposite. For her, if we go to someone's house at 7.30, she's done at night. We just got there at 7. 7.30, she's like, I'm, go- I'm ready to go home. It's not bad. It's just her personality. Mine 9 30 10 o'clock it's just getting started like yeah come on let's go you know let's, let's go do more and and god never took that from me he just tempered me he tempered me into doing things the right way and he purifies he purifies he changes my mindsets he, he puts my mind on the gospels on the word of god to answer people rightly he taught me how to walk in wisdom shut your mouth when you don't need to talk those kind of things and you god, know what I mean?
0: god will never ask you to destroy yourself no dude he'll never ask you to destroy your soul or your body that's works right the world may try to destroy you and there are times where god says you have to let this happen for my name's sake but he doesn't tell you to destroy yourself isn't it interesting that these other ideas or
1: belief systems are telling you you gotta destroy yourself here it is here it is listen talking about the love of god if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, Christ's love evidently in me, I become a noisy, gong, or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and knowledge, doesn't mean that's in the Lord. That says, I have the gift of prophecy. I, can, I know everything, right? And if I have not, uh, I'm sorry. And it says, if I have all the faith to remove mountains, but I don't have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, totally denying self, destroying self. And I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love. It profits me nothing. You could give yourself up and destroy yourself and do all these things. But if you don't have the genuine love of God within you, the one who created you, the one who wants to give you an identity, the one who wants to give you peace, you're being uh, accepting Christ brings you in right standing with God. Again, you've been violating his laws for so long. You've been violating him for so long. And Jesus said, I'll take that punishment, that wrath, that anger that you feel that, that I'll take all that on the cross. And he did. And when he resurrected, he said, I've now given you power. I've given you power to be enjoined with the father and go do what I've commanded you to do. It is literally choosing the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. I'm a fool. I am so a fool. Amen. And some of you will ask when we're talking about these things, is this a violation of separation of church and state? Even what we're talking about with transgenderism, is that a violation of separation of church and state? Because what they're doing is, you want to talk about a violation of separation of church and state? Forcing government to tell the church that we need to accept them. Yeah, That is a violation of separation. Telling Congress, telling uh, elected officials that they need to force Christians to agree with them. That, my friends, is a violation of separation of church and state. What they're doing violates the separation of church and state. Telling a church body who has a doctrine of its own that you have to conform to what the state says? (laughs) Dude. (whistles) Priorities is wrong. You know, is it a violation, Mike? We don't tend to use the separation of church and state. We won't go too far into this because it was never a legal framework in the Constitution. It was actually the Bill of Rights. Listen to this. The First Amendment says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. You can't respect one religion over the other. It says this or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. I freely exercise what the Bible says, right? Unless it violates the rights of another, then you're not a Christian anymore. You're just being a douchebag and a jerk. Sorry. Or of the uh, bridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion this was written in 1789 so we have to accept that it was written after the northwest ordinance after those acts of congress think about this the founders went to places like princeton harvard college of william and mary these were seminaries yeah they were brought up i'm not saying they were going to be preachers i'm saying they were seminaries they were brought up in they were brought up in the the faith faith. dude whitfield was some of their teachers like one of their yep. teachers was, was Whitfield, who was yep. one of the greatest preachers in history. You think they didn't know morality? You think they didn't know what they were supposed to be taught? If you look at any um, um, of the founding documents, 1607, Jamestown, right? The Jamestown charters, they came to propagate the gospel, the Christian religion. Many other uh, charters have that Plinid in their
0: compact, the fundamental orders of
1: Connecticut. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Right, right, right. All that stuff. So all these places had these things. And when we're coming to our country, what did we come to do? To give people the liberty to believe as they ought, but we do respect the sovereign God, and here's why: forty-three out of the fifty state constitutions, and the original thirteen has it. They they acknowledge Almighty God, not not a not 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 a not a thing, not an organism. It is God, right? And there's a whole deep thing we can go into that, right? The, go
0: ahead. I was going to say, uh, Madison felt strongly that the the federal government is who should be pressed against. Now, Madison seems to have had an evolution over his time about whether or not there should be a Bill of Rights. And finally, he, he seems to have become one of the biggest proponents of a Bill of Rights. Why? To rein the, the federal government in. To That's keep right. the federal government from using its power and authority to oppress the people, right? Now, the original view was that the Constitution was and the Bill of Rights was for the federal government. States had their own constitutions, their own declarations of rights, that kind of thing. So the idea was there was this, this separation of powers. Federal government, here's the constitution. In everything you do and in, in how you interact, this is the Constitution Bill of Rights. This determines for you. States, anything not expressly prohibited by the constitution for you, go ahead and do what you want to do. And so the states had a lot more leeway in what they determined was okay in their state and what wasn't in their state. Now, the 14th Amendment did away with this. The 14th Amendment was what really kind of did away with that line and said, if it's in the Constitution, in the Bill of Rights, it's held from the top all the way down to the bottom. So we have to decide, is that term in the First Amendment, Congress, is that term applicable to all legislative bodies no matter what, or is it explicit to the federal body, Congress?
1: Yeah, our complete government has flipped on its head. Um, again, if you read the declaration, the original declaration, I was just on Joe's pot, uh, show, and we were talking about the, the Declaration of Independence. <clears throat> it says that the people of the several states disjoining the, the, the British crown, right? It was the people that sent the delegates from their Congress and their states, I'm sorry, their states, to create this document to say we're separating. But it was by the authority of the people of the states of America After that, after they declared independence, after the states won the war, they created this small little government, which is what was supposed to be. It was a representation, a federal representation to the world. It was to make sure that the the Congress and the Senate and the judiciary were only supposed to make sure that the rights they made or the laws they made, I'm sorry, were to keep the states free. How do we do that? Because they got to start from somewhere about... You know, how do we create roads and things? I get all that stuff. But when it's like now that 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 a federal law has to be applicable to all the states as far as like destroying their own state constitutions and liberty. He's right. When the 14th Amendment came in, we have a lot of repealing to do. And I know yeah, that's do. foreign. That's I know that's foreign to people. But we never talk like this. We're just trying to work within the system that destroyed itself. Yeah. We I, created an amendment. And I've often questioned this. And maybe some legal scholar out there can help me. Can a law be created and upheld that violates its own law?
0: Yes, right. Like, not yes, it can, but I'm, I'm totally with you. If I'd like you, to get Chris if, Ann Hall on the show for that. If you look at the 16th Amendment, the 16th Amendment actually contradicts the original Constitution. In the original Constitution, there shall be no direct taxation. The 16th Amendment upends that and goes the opposite way, yet there was no... Uh, uh, which that was a questionable nullification. One. Yes, very questionable. I don't think it should have ever been ratified, but there was no nullification of the original text in the Constitution. So the question is Is the 16th Amendment valid? We've just always accepted it. This Roe v. Is, Wade. Roe v. Wade. We just accept it. This is where the, the hot water you get yourself into when you stop using original intention, you stop using original principle, original conviction, original documents, it's right? Unless you can explicitly nullify and everybody gets together and goes, we want an amendment that will explicitly nullify this last thing. Ergo, prohibition. And then the nullification of prohibition. They had an amendment that that uh, did away with alcohol, and then they had another amendment that said, nope, that one's done. We're nullifying that one. To me, that's the proper process.
1: Oh, that's good, Mike. I never thought of it that way, but you're right. And so
0: personally, I say, that's good. It's, it's time for a new amendment to do away with this idea that the federal government and everything they say in their constitution drains down all the
1: way to the local level. Yeah. So like, think about it. If the federal government was at this level where they could control all the states, why do we have state governments and constitutions? Right. Let's do away why, with it. There's no point. What's the point in having a governor? Yeah. It's, we it's, should she- just have chancellors from the government making sure that everything's running right. All of a sudden, now you're in a provincial system like Canada right
0: you you, the hierarchy knows no bounds and the top has power which knows no bounds and this this is something that that we've talked a lot about is state sovereignty and i think this issue it's it's so funny everybody's saying separation church and state separation church and state is like state sovereignty that's right i think that's the real argument here it is the real argument and i i think um one of the things about this whole idea of separation of church and state is what it does is it gets away, it it pushes us away from the argument. And, And it actually gets us arguing on the wrong path, on the wrong status, or the wrong position, right? That I think the argument really needs to be in terms of state sovereignty. What is the state allowed to do and not do? And if we decide that the federal government has say and overrules anything that the state governments do, then we we truly do have a one unified government, a That's national right. government.
1: That's right. Which and is monarchy.
0: It's monarchy. It is. It yeah. truly is.
1: And eventually, we're we're going to do all these podcasts on nullification and interposition, all these other things. We will do those things. But I think even too, people say there's no real constitu- constitutional provision for nullification to remove yourself for secession. It's like, well, the federal government makes laws out of thin air. Yeah, they they can oppress you out of thin air, but (laughs) let's just turn. Let's just go for it. Like if the federal government, it's like if we decided to separate from Great Britain, there was no law or precedent that said America could have done that. They were under British rule. That's a real good. And they just declared we prophesied into the air. We're declaring independence and we are free and independent states before God. That's awesome. You know and maybe it might come to that and some of you are like man who's going to do that and i'm like okay fine we'll do it you know like i don't know i don't know and i know i just saw the my 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 my, my head goes there's the fbi there's the cia yeah. it's like they're they're going to try to nullify their state or you know secede from the union it's like you know dude there's a lot of ways to secede from this union without involving them wonderful people at the top i'm not afraid I'm not afraid. Yeah. It's, not, it's not that I'm afraid of that. It's just, Lord, what hill am I supposed to die on here? What represents Jesus the most? You know what I mean? How do I do that? You know, wh- what do we do? I mean, I think about guys like um, Tyndale. I think about guys like uh, German Cliff. pastor.
0: Oh, Luther?
1: No, um, Bonhoeffer. 40s. Bonhoeffer, right? I think about those guys, John Knox. And it's like how far they went. They went to confront the issues of the king and queen, or those kind of things, and maintained their ministerial duty. And so it's like, okay, Lord, you know, we'll we'll do what we can here, um, and and we'll do it now. You know, I mean, we, that's that's what we're going for. Is there's a lot. Ah, I mean, I'm waiting for the Lord to give us a directive on what we're called to do right. as self-evident. We're changing our city one step at a time here. In, in in martin county like we're doing that one step at a time things are changing and it's like okay do we do we drop a bomb create a (laughs) you know what i mean create an uproar and it's like there you go metaphorical
0: Metaphorical. sorry geez (laughs) Uh, uh, uh,
1: a knowledge bomb do we drop this like (laughs) knowledge bomb on people and be like okay there it goes you know it started something yeah i mean i think that's what we're doing now and i think people are just looking for someone to do something and then they can get behind that whole movement. You know, Every, everybody's looking
0: for that inspiration. Yep. They,
1: they want that one person yep. who who's fearless enough to go forward.
0: And they're like, I can get behind that guy. Truth. And and you you gave that list of people. It's like, man, the stuff they went through in order to defend truth. What Wycliffe was burned at the stake for for translating Bibles from Latin to to English, the common man's language. Yep. He was burned at the stake because he was going against the crown and against the laws of the nation in order to print bibles in english for people what a rebellious
1: fool some of you will say romans 13 should have submitted should have submitted should what have was submitted. he doing he shouldn't yeah. have done that yeah that was He's against supposed the to submit laws to of the land. and then they'll say well this honored god keeping people free honors god y'all and isn't it funny it's 2020 20
0: 2020 vision on that. Because during that time, you could say, well, the people can just go to the church to get God. They'll just go to the Catholic church, and yeah, they'll hear it in Latin, but it's not a sin to not be able to hear it in your own language. That's not a sin. It doesn't say it explicitly in the Bible. Isn't it funny how many excuses we'll make in order to just become passive? that's ex- <laughs> oh, Sorry. Shots fired?
1: Awesome! Shots fired? Whoa! Because it's true. We become passive. We literally d- dummify our conscience. I don't even know if dummify is a word. It is now. You heard it first here on We dumbify Podcast. and dummy down ourselves in the pursuit of acceptance. In the pursuit. I got to stand before God with my conscience. Not you. Get offended. I'm not even trying to get people offended. But I have to stand before the living creator, God, with what I say and do. Do I, do I care about what you think? I don't, I don't care. I I don't, I genuinely don't. Do I want to be liked? Yes. Do I like having friends? Absolutely. Do I like it when people laugh and smile? Yes. Do I like saying things that are yes, absolutely. But at the end of the, at the end of my days, it doesn't matter. Truth prevails and it starts with me and it starts with you. So what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? That, that the world's going to come against you—that's promised. What are you afraid of? That you get to be with Christ in all things when you're persecuted? You be, you belong to the family, okay? That's all promised. Like what, what? What's stopping us from telling people the truth? Nothing.
0: Nothing. It's, it's lack of heart and conviction. I, and I there, think so. And
1: I'm 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 not trying to was
0: throw a, people under the no, bus. No, no, I don't.
1: You. Yeah. That was a broad brush, but it makes sense. Yeah, it it, it, it makes sense is what I'm saying.
0: And and here's here's why I say that. I think the stronger a conviction or principle a person has, the more lengths they're willing to go to to defend it Ooh. and to stand for it. Ooh. I think the person without a strong conviction and principle is more likely to submit or become passive when other things press against their conviction. I know people with convictions that I don't agree with, but man, they are adamant and and mm. strong mm. in defending those convictions. Truth. So it may it may sound harsh when I say it that way but to me it's honestly true Amen. like there are a lot of people walking around without convictions without principle you know it's it's something that we need to recognize that our stand matters our convictions matter now the the bottom line of all of this should the state legislature be demanding yep. that every school, every classroom has the Ten Commandments in that classroom.
1: Well, at a state level, I kind of see the yes. Right, I I see the yes of it. A state level,
0: I see the yes of it. In in case law precedents, if we're going to say that the the First Amendment of the Bill of Rights of the federal Constitution trickles down to the lowest legislative body you'd have to argue no this isn't right i don't like that and i don't agree with it and i think communities up to the state level should be able to determine their pathway in terms of what do we allow and what do we not allow perfect now i fully understand the arguments against that and i fully understand the the environment that we're in but just like massey and i were saying if we believe it needs to be changed we're going to speak out and say, Hey, this needs to be changed. This whole mindset needs to be changed. Um, and I think it's so valuable for our nation, for our national fabric from the community level on up to start recognizing the power of God and glorifying him and teaching morality because no matter what morality is being taught to your kids, there is no secular school. And I'm going to end with this. There is no secular school. There's no secular classroom. Everything that's being taught to them is an ideology. And so it's time Ooh. for Christians to stop sitting on the sidelines with the lie they've been sold. They've been put down with the lie that you can't teach that. That's indoctrination. Leave the schools to us. The schools need to be secular. Isn't that funny that your secular schools just so happen to include gender ideology and critical race theory and Marxism and all of this <clears> stuff, <throat> evolution, all that. You can do all that. But as soon as we raise our hands and say, well, what about, no, 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 you can't have that. No longer am I accepting the battlefield that the schools can be secular. No matter what, a child is being indoctrinated. So it's time for us to start putting morality back into the kids. And I know that will get taken as inflammatory and Christian oppression, Christian
1: tyranny, and all of that. Okay. Okay. Whatever. And and what what else are you going to do? To wrap it all up, Mike, the bottom line is, is we have a job to do. They're teaching everything in schools that contradicts Scripture. I don't care what you say. There's an element and kernel of truth in some of these things, but it's all contradictory. They're, the saviors themselves. Our Savior is Christ. He's the only one that can turn the heart. You can't force someone's heart to turn. You can't do it. They're always going to hate you. Martin Luther, ta- Martin Luther King talked about it. And now they're forced to love us instead of just actually love us. Right. right? So here we are standing here saying, look, the states, if they want to do that, that's cool, but it should almost be, "Hey, schools, we don't have authority over you, so do your thing." Not pass a law that says we don't have authority right. over schools, because that gives the authority then to repeal that I and say we have authority really over schools. Point. Just we don't have authority over these things. Let, we let don't. The communities let the communities their determine their schools. those schools. Anyways, and I think morality is good to be
0: encouraged, uh-huh. not oppressed. Uh-huh. It's good to be taught. Uh huh. Not oppressed. Not oppressed. Anyways, well, we love you. Love you. Hope you got something out of this. Guys, have a great day. We love you guys. We'll see you Friday. Thanks so much for everything you do. Go to self evident truth.com. Get yourself some merch. And get torch torchbearer. Yeah. Share the video. Do, do the things. Self-evident. Could be summed up in a single word. That's just- <laughs> <It's> bad. <laughs> love you guys. Have a great day.